Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, you know, Oh, the new rage everyone's talking about chat GPT. Wouldn't necessarily call it a new rage, but yeah. So I keep hearing, you know, everyone, I didn't say it was new, but it's a, it's gotten huge now. Like grandmas know who chat GPT is. The Russell knows who chat GPT is. There you go. So he doesn't like it, but he knows. I got an article for you that I find really interesting. The title of the article. A boy saw 17 doctors over three years for chronic pain. ChatGPT found the diagnosis. Alrighty. So I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of it and I'll read some of it verbatim because there's quotes. But um, during um, COVID-19, this woman named Courtney, she got a bounce house for her two young children. Okay. Her son, Alex, though, who was four at the time, began experiencing pain pretty soon after. The nanny would start telling me, I have to give him Motrin every day or he has these gigantic meltdowns. Courtney, who asked not to use her last name to protect her family's privacy, tells today.com if he had Motrin, he was totally fine. Well, then Alex began chewing things. So Courtney took him to the dentist. What followed was a three-year search for the cause of Alex's increasing pain and eventually other symptoms. So pretty weird, right? Like, we've yeah. all heard about these situations. Yeah. And they don't know what's wrong with it. Um, so the beginning of the end of the journey came earlier this year when Courtney finally got some answers from an unlikely source. Chat GPT. The frustrated mom made an account and shared with the artificial intelligence platform everything she knew about her son's symptoms and all the information she could gather from his MRIs. We saw so many doctors. We ended up in the ER at one point. I kept pushing, she says. I really spent the night on the computer going through all these things. Um, so when ChatGPT suggested a diagnosis of tethered cord syndrome, it made a lot of sense, she recalls. And there was an episode of Grey's Anatomy where that was a thing. And it was brought out by something like a trampoline. So the whole, right, and this was a bounce house. Yeah. And so the whole chewing thing, they thought that maybe his molars were coming in. And it was causing pain. Then when it continued, they thought he had a cavity. They said that our sweet personality, for the most part, child, was dissolving into this tantruming, crazy person that didn't exist the rest of the time, Courtney recalls. So the kid was going nuts from the pain. 
quite literally going nuts from the pain. And then the dentist, quote, ruled everything out, end quote. Well, a dentist isn't going to know about tethered cord syndrome. But, thought sure. that may, but he thought maybe Alex was grinding his teeth and believed that an orthodontist specializing in airway obstruction could help. Now, airway obstruction impacts a child's sleep, and it could explain why he seemed so exhausted and moody. Um, the orthodontist found that Alex's palate was too small for his mouth and teeth, which made it tougher for him to breathe at night. She placed an expander in Alex's palate. And it oh, seemed that poor kid. And I it had seemed to have like too. things were improving. It hurts. Everything better was better for a little bit, Courtney says. We thought we were in, in the home stretch, but then she noticed Alex had stopped growing taller. So they visited the pediatrician who thought the pandemic was negatively affecting his development. Courtney didn't agree. I know, right? <laughs> but everything's <laughs> a damn pandemic's fault. Everything is the pandemic's fault. Don't you know that? Um, Courtney didn't agree, but she still brought her son back in the early 2021 for a checkup. He'd grown a little bit, she says. The pediatrician then referred Alex to physical therapy because he seemed to have some imbalances between his left and right sides. He would lead with his right foot and just bring his left foot along for the ride, Courtney says. So he was basically like, you know, walking like Quasimodo, one foot drag, one foot drag. Um, But before seeing the physical therapist... Alex had already been experiencing severe headaches that were only getting worse. He visited a neurologist who said that Alex had migraines. Wow, what a crazy diagnosis. The boy also struggled with exhaustion, so he was taken to an ear, nose, and throat doctor to see if he was having sleep problems due to his sinus cavities or airwaves. No matter how many doctors the family saw, specialists would only address their individual areas of expertise. I mean, obviously. Right. Nobody was willing to solve the far greater problem. No one will I would have thought the neurologist would have been able to figure it out, though. Nobody will even give you a clue about what the diagnosis could be. Next, a physical therapist thought that Alex might have something called Chiari malformation, a congenital condition that causes abnormalities in the brain where the skull meets the spine. Courtney began researching it, and they visited more doctors, a new pediatrician, a pediatric internist, an adult internist, and a musculoskeletal doctor. But again dead end also a musculoskeletal doctor should have been able to figure it out so pissed off and tired courtney signed up for ChatGPT, and she began entering her med- his medical information i went line by line of everything that was in his mri notes and i plugged it into ChatGPT. she says i put the note in there about how he wouldn't sit crisscross applesauce to me that was a big trigger that a structural thing could be wrong she supposed she eventually found tethered cord syndrome and joined a Facebook group, families of children with it. Their stories sounded like Alex's. She scheduled an appointment with a new neurosurgeon and told her she suspected Alex had tethered cord syndrome. The doctor looked at his MRI images and knew exactly what was wrong with Alex. She said point blank, here's oculospinal bifida and here's where the spine is tethered, Courtney says. Well, you know, it just says that, you know, tethered cord syndrome occurs when a tissue in the spinal cord forms attachments that limit movement of the spinal cord, causing it to stretch abnormally. Okay. So what happens is it's like the spinal cord gets stuck on something. Yeah. Literally tethered. And it gets like, it, it could be a tumor that could do it. It could be a bump of the spine or bones. 
It could just be too much fat, right? Um, but it can, it, it elongates and pulls on the spine, which obviously isn't a good thing. Sounds like it would hurt all the places in your body. And it says if you have spina bifida, a birth defect, where part of the spinal cord doesn't develop fully and some of the spinal cord and nerves are exposed. In many kids with spina bifida, there's visible opening in the child's back, but the type that Alex had, um, his cord is closed and considered hidden, which means it can be difficult to diagnose. So he had spina bifida, which caused this syndrome, right? Yeah. But ChatGPT literally read the notes that the mom typed in from the MRI report. Man, if I were and people... And gave the correct diagnosis. If I were people... After reading this, who have gone years and years without a correct diagnosis, I would do exactly what this woman did. You know why? Because ChatGPT has the ability to reach to the deepest, darkest corners of the internet to find the most obscure studies. And it also can reach to all the places on the internet and match every single symptom, something that no doctor is really going to be able to do. I mean, they're only human. <laughs> no, you're you're right. I mean, it has its limitations. It doesn't have data before 2021, for instance. Right. You know, um, it has its limitations. But for things that you're, you know, in like a medical kind of issue, you know, to in a sense, what you just said is totally true. What you basically just described is a medical doctor sitting in front of a computer and just answering a questionnaire about every possible symptom. And in right. the end, going... Click and then the computer going. Oh, here are the top three possibilities. It's like a hyper advanced version of the WebMD diagnostic. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just intense. That thing you know? always told you you had cancer, though. So. Yes, but that's what ChatGPT did there. It just took everything and then it did its computer thing. It went out, like you said, and it checked off all the boxes. And it was like, all right, well, there's only one thing that I can diagnose out of all this. Boom. I think and it other, was right. The other advantage ChatGPT would have over even a large group of physicians is there's no ego and no preconceived notion. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think I, I think there's going to be some people, though, that are going to use that, that, you know, artificial intelligence is such a threat. You know, it's such a threat. People will be practicing medicine without a license. Well, that still comes <laughs> down to. You know, I have an opinion about stuff like that, and it's really, really simple. If someone is willing to take that risk and practice medicine without a license with artificial intelligence, they would be willing to take that risk without it. ChatGPT does not exist to replace any human profession. Well, but I understand GPT that exists to supplement things. I understand that. And people, but people make the argument that, oh, people are going to practice medicine without a license. And I say that anyone who's so inclined to use AI to practice medicine without a license would also practice medicine without a license without having AI around. That's just something they're so inclined to, to do towards doing. Right. I, I don't think you, I don't think the AI made them go, oh, let's do it. No, the AI just made them lazy and said, okay, let's still pull the same scam. But let's get the, the AI to get the answers for us because then we're less likely to get in trouble. And right. it's true. I mean, like, it got that diagnosis exactly correct. I would be interested to just put symptoms in for something you've already been diagnosed with and see what it comes up with. I might play with it later. 
you know, that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. But you're, to your point, I 100% agree with you. You said it, you know, probably very much towards the beginning of the story. You said anyone who's had a few couple of years and they're trying to diagnose a problem and they're frustrated and it's not being diagnosed, that it's worth doing what the lady did. It probably took an hour of her time and it gave her a new suggestion to ask her doctors about. And voila, it was the answer. Like, that's crazy. I mean, it could have totally been wrong, but it wasn't. Right. It's just insane. It put the idea in the doctor's head and the doctor saw the markers. I think Harvard Medical School, if you're listening, you need to send ChatGPT an honorary Harvard medical degree. Don't do it. He's ChatGPT, he, she, it is owed a degree. I can't believe that. It just blew my mind when I read that. (laughs) And that's why I thought, well, we have to share it. You know, I have to share it with Toria. Then I was like, well, you know what? Rather than share it with Toria, um, I'll share it with Toria in front of the rest of the world. You know, I had to have one of those things that expanded my palate before I had braces. It was the most painful year of my life. My head always hurt. I can imagine. It was awful. I feel really bad for that kid that that's something that they subjected him to when he was already feeling all the pain. See, like me, I have that degeneration in my neck. Yeah. And so I sometimes I get like, if I'm in front of the computer a lot like I was today, I get really tight in the neck. Uh-huh. And then I want to release the tension. But it's not the kind of tension that you can just release by moving your neck around. Right. And it actually, we've proven by your help and also a professional masseuse, that pain actually starts lower in the back, like towards the middle of the back. Because yeah, you have a little upward. curve in your spine. Yeah. And then, but when you release the muscles, all of it goes away. And then my neck will crack and then I feel fine. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I think that the whole story about Courtney and Alex and finding out what was wrong with Alex by using ChatGBT uh, is just the beginning of many more stories like that. And we should have asked ChatGPT what was wrong with Jasper. Still could. Well, I mean, he's all better now, so. You know, I was thinking about that. So we'll give you the Jasper update. I was thinking about that. I was like, how come the first doctor literally made the comment that sometimes the the object will get caught around the tongue and they just cut it and then it'll pass? But he said there was nothing in there. How carefully did he look? Because I get it. It's white. I get it. But he didn't put his finger back there to feel because he would have felt. She said she did. But I think because it was white thread and because he was so dehydrated that the thread was probably gooey. And like blended in. She said his gums were sticky. It probably blended in because the other doctor said she didn't find it until they knocked him out and he relaxed. Well, I'm going to go I'm going to go with your excuse because that's what I'm going to call it because we we neither one of us could ever get the actual answer. So it's just an excuse that we're making for them. But that's fine because that's how we get to a conclusion. And I'm going to go with it because I'm going to assume good intentions because the only other thing I can do is assume that like oh they saw it and they knew that then they could, you know, convince you to have an expensive surgery and that would make me mad. Didn't strike me as the type. Well, me either. And that's why I'm so easily giving in and going in your direction. Now, if it was that doctor that we saw that one time that you almost walked out of, maybe I could get in your bandwagon. 
But there are very few veterinarians that I would put in that category. Where was that? Same same clinic. I'm just not going to name which vet it was. Oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Oh, never again. When I had made the appointment with our regular vet and they arbitrarily switched it to a random vet. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember. Mm-hmm. Now. You don't have to remind me of making that. But, mm-hmm. but, but guys, you know, I guess, I guess bottom line is get, get the mind opened. Anyway, the Jasper update. Where did we leave off the last time with these people with Jasper? I know we told them about well, this. Well, it was strength. last Tuesday, so it was like five days post-surgery. Okay, so we already knew about the 155 and a half, and a half inches, inches of white thread. And they already know that the vet stole all his fur and that you've been and teasing him. All I've been teasing days. about that. Okay, so so we had this. We've been told by the vet, which I thought was really helpful. We were told, look, you know, we don't know what how bad it was in the intestine we just don't know there's too much fat in there and it's you know it's not safe to go poking around in there and there was no point in going poking around in there but it's possible for pieces of the intestine to die which is terrifying by the way yes it is terrifying um and then they go then you have an emergency situation you have to bring them in right away right um at which point they would have i'm assuming sliced out pieces of into his intestine and, and so together yeah Oh, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Well, imagine the recovery for that. But anyway, they told us between five and seven days was like the scary zone. Like, beware, man. So Thursday at like 6 p.m., I was like having a mini dance party because it was officially exactly seven days post-surgery. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we were really excited the next day because it was for sure past the deadline. Right. But then, but then... Sunday. Uh, yes, a little update on this now. So 10 days post-surgery, some little jackhole starts barfing up all his food. Yeah. But he's still hungry. But then interestingly, interestingly, we kind of had a communication mishap because I asked you, did he had he used up all his medication? Because I couldn't remember, to be honest, I couldn't remember that it was an antacid. I and I didn't want to say something stupid, and you'd be like, "What are you talking about? He didn't take that." And, and then I'd be like, "God, I'm so dumb." Instead, I just left it at medication. But by leaving it at medication, I forgot that he also had like, what was it, pain medication and antibiotic medication. He had two so, painkillers. He had so an in acid your mind, producer, and he had an antibiotic. So he was only taking the antibiotic was the only thing that was left at the time that I asked the question. Right. And so you said, "Oh no, he's still taking." medication well of course because i said medication and antibiotic is medication but i meant the other medication that stops the acid i just couldn't remember what it was called well ultimately that's what they give him right more of that because i think i was probably right i think you're right that cleaning himself because we let him clean himself up well butthead gave himself quite a hairball but he gave himself a huge hairball and i think that's what was coming up when he was throwing up was hair and I think that by doing that, um, it made him like just have a sensitive stomach because then he'd go he right away and go eat. Had too much fur in his stomach. But then he'd go eat. Yeah. So I think, you know, the key was you fermented him right when you before you took. Him I out. did. And then he gave himself 17 baths. But at least you took the hair away. And we the have to make sure to give it. him the hairball. stuff. Yeah. I gave it to Parker again today. He does not take it nicely, by the way. You have to open his mouth and put it in. Yeah, his you mouth. told me that. Um, But. 
so the little jerk got lucky really because it means by taking him to the vet today because i was having a mini helicopter mom panic attack um that he got his stitches out three days earlier than he was supposed to and got to take the cone off three days earlier than he was supposed yeah, to. yeah it all actually worked out in his favor and it i did. think he tricked us i think so too i think he, he was heaving the food up on purpose a little faster i think he did it because he knew that he'd have to go back to the vet and then the vet would be like okay we'll take them stitches out no more cone because yeah, he's been he hasn't thrown up at all today well at all since he had breakfast how about that yeah let's not jinx it and uh but now that, he has now he has spicy tummy stuff and we'll uh but i would say he's give that to him for a few days yeah, i would say he's recovered he's fine sassy so yeah i think he's 90 percent there yeah yeah once we get past this stomach thing he'll be all the way there he was so funny when i took the cone off and i put just his collar on i think he knew that, yeah. that was the end like he figured it out right and so he got into this like weird position where he was sitting like a who man and his little front paws were dangling down at his sides so he <laughs> and he was leaning over and licking the this where the incision was and then he kept like sideways glancing at me looking at me as if i was gonna stop him that's cute yeah and all i did was roll him over when he was done to make sure he didn't cause any like redness or any bleeding or anything like that because when he licked himself before he was trying to chew that scab off yeah and he like went too chewed hard. his skin off yeah, he went too hard yeah. yeah well i mean the best thing to do is just keep an eye on it you know and then as yeah. long as it's as long as it's not getting red and and bothered then he can keep the cone off and you're good. The only reason to right. put the cone on is if he's irritating something and we don't want it to get infected because right. then it's more more time back at the the vet. Right. My God. But but the if good news is... If he starts to irritate it, I'll put a little Neosporin on him and the cone yeah. on for a while. And but The good news is that the bill was the cheapest bill we've ever had for an animal for 56 the vet. entire dollars. 56 whole dollars out the door and that included the medication. Yeah, I think you're right. They didn't charge us for the visit because we had just had surgery. And so it was kind of lumped into the post-surgery yeah. care. Um, but it was cool. Like, like he um, he was very happy. If you noticed, he wasn't as Maui Maui on the way home as right. he was there. And that's because he he knew the boy knew it was coming. He was he was ready to get out the cone. So I gave when we got home after bringing Jazzy back from the vet. I gave all of the other animals a lecture that they're not allowed to do anything <laughs> requiring themselves to be put in a cone ever again. Yes, I was there. It was funny. And they all look at you like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and they violate your rules and hurt themselves. I want to punch them sometimes when they do that. Yeah, pretty much. But, you know, I, I think I think that Jasper really shook us up like it, it reminds you of you know how much you care for these little beasts. It's a very emotional experience yeah it reminds you how much you care for these little beasts i mean um even me like i got emotional just thinking about it and i try not to get attached attached to animals other than like the ones that you know like brie and yogi that i'm like really and Douglas Jasper, is, Douglas is he's getting, your Jasper's like best my, friend. Jasper's like cat. my best buddy cat. Yep. He's, yeah. he's like, he hangs out with me and he, and he, I think he thinks I'm his best buddy human. Yeah. So, you know, he sits with me and we hang out and we, and I talk to him and I pet him and then I didn't have him for two days. 
I'll I'll admit it. Three days actually. When we went to the vet to try to give him food last Friday, uh-huh. and uh, they brought this sickly little bump out, and his eyes were all sunken, and he had like medication all over his face, yeah. and he was yeah. all dirty, and he just looked so sad and sickly. Like I ugly cried in front of you, and I don't. That hasn't usually happened. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he poor little baby. He's come such a long way, people. Like the kitty cat has progressed beyond belief. He's destroyed my office from being stuck in there overnight. Like he knocked everything off my shelf pretty much last night. He had had enough. Yeah, he had had enough. That boy. So next time he convalesces, he convalesces in your office. We'll keep. <laughs> we'll keep giving you updates on jasper on a regular basis but probably not every episode but we'll keep giving you updates because he's going to continue to recover from his his you know now surgery he has to grow half his fur back yes his bottom half is rather naked and his front leg and we're about 30 days out from Bree's surgery yeah man i just can't even yeah we got to start looking for this stuff for that We'll give everybody an update on that next time. Yep. All right. Well, that's all I got for you. Well, good night, everyone. Hasta la bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.